0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. And all my patron peeps, uh, my rebels with a cause, uh, thanks for keeping the show going. Thanks for empowering a good sleep for you and thousands of other people. Uh, thanks for being there you're you're there for me and I can be there for you. That's how it works. Thank you so much patrons. And let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying, sleep will welcome. Yeah, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We, we, you do it with bedtime. we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's the thoughts, feelings, Maybe there's something physically keeping you up. Maybe there's something you're experiencing emotionally that's keeping you up. Maybe you're on the road. Maybe you just two nights ago you you know you have to get up early. That happened for me. Or you were in a you're in a social situation and you said, well, I'm trying to like uh, wind down. Maybe you got a change in work schedule. Maybe you just can't sleep and uh, you want a, a friend there to keep you company. While you drift off. Well, that's what I'm here to do. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. uh, You know, I don't know if I I think I probably use this disconnected dialogue. I've been disconnected a few times. I've just, you know, (laughs) the most... The multitude of ways they could use the word disconnection. If I could say multitude and disconnection, uh, but I'm here to help you. Uh, kind of unconnect. What is it? Is it disconnect? Uh, what is it called when you go to bed and you chill out? And they say, "Well, my unplu I guess it's unplug. They say, but really, you want to? They call it moon. You know, moon mode or something. Because you say, "Well, I want to know it's charged. I'm not going to unplug it. I'm not going to bring it in bed with me." Uh, You know, d- d- devices, what do you say? You know, you, you want it charged. Uh, what do- disengage, I guess that was the word I was looking for. Is is yeah, I think that's it. I'm here to help you disengage. If you're new, it was, a, I said, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night, a little like soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, right? I'm here to help. Uh, so, what I'm going to do that, if you're new is, is this is a podcast that you don't need to listen to or try to make sense of. It's a bit like a, a passing cloud where you say, well, it kind of looks like this, but well, now it's gone, or it's changing, and it's wispy. I mean, my voice is crisp. It's not It's not crispy. It's It's uh, creaky. Uh, it's not, I guess maybe some people would say it sounds a little bit crispy, uh, but it's not wispy, but it, my thoughts are wispy. Holy cow. I said I didn't even know what uh, I, I I did know what Wispy was because uh, I say when I look at a cloud I say well that's kind of how I feel sometimes uh, and, and I guess because of the power of clouds you could kind of do that uh, you know no, no matter what anyway I say, well that one looks a little you know frowny that one looks like I want to curl up uh, get a little bit more comfortable here this one looks like I'm in the middle of podcast intro where I was trying to explain some new listener and then I got got off track and, and now I want to curl up a little bit more and come back and say, oh yeah, you don't need to listen to me. That was a, a, a thing one. Uh, did I mention I'm glad you're here? I hope I can help. Uh, so the podcast you don't need to listen to, there's also no pressure to fall asleep or we're going to be here about an hour or I'll be here. You, you drift off when you want. Uh, but if you need me, I'm here to the very end. Like, if you can't sleep or you woke up or you were like me the other night where you say, "When the heck, I just want to go to... I got to get up in like three hours or four hours. Like, why can't I just get to sleep here? You know, I'll be here with some goofy stuff or goofing around or a story in this case uh, to keep you company, to try to distract you, at least take your mind off things. But ideally, as I take your mind off things and you realize... Uh, I'm a little bit disconnected, or whatever, dis, whatever, unengaged. You know, it's a weird kind of a semi-engagement I'm trying to do. Almost like see, it's not sitting in silence, obviously. But when you have a relationship with someone that uh, where you can disengage just side by side in silence, uh, it's very picturesque. You know, sitting there in rocking chairs. I, I would presume, at least in this image in my mind rocking and rocking chairs separately, and you're just chilling. You're not talking. You're not really doing anything. Now, maybe the other person, you know, maybe one of you is listening to birds. Maybe the other person's watching birds. Uh, maybe one of you, maybe someone, someone might be working with yarn or knit knitting. Uh, but uh, whatever it is, what was my point? Oh, you, you don't need to listen to me. No pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here uh, to keep you company. Uh, to be at your side as you drift off, as your thoughts get wispy, and uh, maybe ideally float away or dissipate. So that's a couple of things. Structure the show. show starts off with a few minutes of business, which you may have heard. And that's how we keep the show going and, and 300 episodes out there free. Uh, then there's uh, some, also some business sometimes between the uh, intro in the episode. If you're a regular listener, it's important. If you're new, not super important. Uh, so, the, okay. So, the, oh, then there's an intro, which usually the intros are around twelve minutes. I think we're probably already six minutes into it, and it's kind of a show within a show where I try to give an example, like a, like I said, like a, where, where you can't sleep, and then try to explain how the podcast works. And I'm never, I've never been so successful that I'm like, that's the intro. I'm going to use that for every episode henceforth, or here, you're to, here to forth. or going forward. I'm always like, oh, I'm almost caught what the podcast was there, yeah, but it, not quite. Yeah, so there's an intro around 12 minutes. Some listeners will fall asleep during the intro. A lot of listeners use it as part of their wind down routine where they say, Oh, this is my boar buddy here to help me fall asleep here to help me drift off. Uh, I'm going to get my teeth brushed. I'm going to get my bed set, you know, get all my, get all my bedding arranged how I like it. Do some initial tossing and turning while scoots is talking, you know, do some cat, 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 you know, like a cat does to its bed or a dog does, you know, maybe do some dog, uh, where you, where you push your pillow with your head a little bit, uh, Pillow nudging—I think that's what dogs call it, uh, or at least when I say, "Is it? What are you doing?" Nudging your pillow, and then they just look at me. I would assume that's a yes, or what do you actually? I assume it's what do you think I'm doing? Well, it looks like you're nudging your pillow with your head, and then they say they give me another look. What do you think? And I say, "Okay, uh, so you, I don't understand. Are you not nudging your pillow with your head, or are you?" And they say, "Yeah." My dog does actually sigh, so I have that advantage. And then I have to kind of, and I don't know if this happens in interpersonal relationships. For me, it does. You say, okay, what did that sigh mean? Oh, boy. Like, maybe I won't think of it till I get into bed pull the covers up. And I say, remember when Coa sighed earlier when you asked her five times in a row if she was nudging her pillow? Did I mean nudging her pillow? Oh, man, and maybe that made her think of, uh the nudge, which was a failed Halloween costume when we were going to go together. Oh, no. And then you say, no wonder she sighed at me. What kind of dog owner am I asking my dog about nudging instead of just letting her nudge her pillow in, in silence? Uh, and so I don't know if that keeps anybody up. It, it probably, uh, it has, a, you see, maybe she's sighing about something else. uh uh, did you, do, 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 I mean, usually dogs, are at least with dogs, they say, hey, give me, I mean, they have a way of getting us a message like, hey, I got to go to the friggin' bathroom. It's kind of like when you're on a plane, like, uh, and you, for me, it's always a debate, you know, hopefully I don't get the middle seat. So then it's like, uh, well, if I get an aisle seat, I can go to the bathroom whenever I want. If I get a window seat, I get to look out the window, which I really enjoy. And also, if it's a day flight, and I'm, the only time I can sleep on flights is if it's a day flight and I'm trying to get work done. And then I can sleep like a baby. So then, of course, I could sleep against the wall, like the, the body. Uh, but otherwise, it's like, a, you, 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 for me, I'm like, a, like I try to say, the perfect situation is everybody in the whole row goes to the bathroom at the same time. I mean, it gets up and goes. The first, the first part of that would not be, would be. I guess it would never be a perfect situation. It would be some sort of, uh, talk about sympathetic vibrations. Uh, but, uh, it, it, but otherwise I spend my time kind of trying to read uh, Say, Okay. That person's taking their headphones out. Uh, maybe I should make my move now. I just had a flight where I did it twice. Uh, the woman sitting in the aisle got up and I said to the young man between us, I said, well, I better go now. But that was pretty early on and it was a long flight and I drank, uh, the drink the plane provided me, two cups of coffee before the play, flight left, and a Mountain Dew that I bought at the airport. And then, as the flight started to be, go on, I said to myself, uh, "Do I do I need? You know, I had the internal debate. These are the kind of things that could keep me up at night too. I said, "Do I do I need to go? Do I not need to go? Should I?" In in, in reality, say, well, it's not that inconven, big of an inconvenience to ask two people to stand up for for an adjusted person. You know, but for me, I said, oh, boy. And then uh, I saw, then I was reading by, I said, I wonder if either one of these two was thinking about this. Uh, and then, uh, I can't remember which one of the people in my row got up. Uh, but I said, uh, maybe that was the first time all three of us got up and went. The second time, I said, I, I said, no, I think, um, well, I don't know. But I was debating it and I was saying, well, I don't really. This is like, would it be a preemptive strike? Like, because they think there was like an hour. They said, hey, about an hour and 15 minutes till we get on the ground. And I said, well, that's like, you never know how long you'll be sitting there after you get on the ground. So, you know, instead of this is what bedtime could be like for me. I don't know if it was like I said, but uh, then finally, by some, then the woman at the aisle got up and maybe the young man got up too. I think that's what happened the first time, though, because uh, I think he was still in his seat. Uh, but at uh, that time, like, I, I didn't think it was, uh, like, a situation. And I said, well, now I'll go because uh, yeah, she got up, so it's less of an inconvenience. Uh, and then when I, like, I said, holy cow, I did, like, I was like, whoa, like, uh, good thing I did because uh, I was I guess, sorry, this might be TMI. But I said, well, I, then I ran through my drinks like I just did, and I said, "Oh." That would have been like that would have been just uh, uncomfortable, I guess, uh, waiting. It, so, it, and even that, a lot of people would say, "Who who does that?" Like, and I know some of you can relate to say, "Yeah, I do. I I, pre, I proactively having I, I be going to the bathroom, preemptive, pro, proactive. I call it being proactive. Other people call it worrying." They said, "Well, what do you want me to think about on the plane? The movie or the uh, the work I'm doing or?" Uh, I said, "Well, I got I got extra brain space to say, well, what should we, when should we go to the bathroom? Well, when you have to go? Oh, okay, well, you know, but which point? Because doesn't we always have to go? Kind of. Well, how much do we? Well, it, well, now that you mentioning it, now that's all I can think about. Uh, well, we just went ten minutes. Oh, we did. Oh boy. Uh, so I don't know if bedtime gets like that for any of you." But what I found, even in that situation, is if you get distracted, if your mind gets carried away by the beauty of the passing plane, you know, P L A I N E, you know, you see Des Moines, or you might say, "Still, so we're flying over Sioux Falls," uh, or you say, "What is that?" A circle there. You know, suddenly it's a different situation when when you're you're removed from those thoughts, when you're taken away, or you do you know you you do. You, uh you get it taken care of, and then you get back to see. So, whew! Let me get back to playing uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, uh, which I just allow myself when we're in the, the uh, takeoff and landing. Pro tip: if that kind of stuff, it's it's a not a cheap game. It's like five ninety nine. Uh, but uh, if you're if those two things stress you out, and you like pick a, pick yourself, and you like a little simulation. A near 8-bit style, uh, roller coaster tycoon classic, pick it up, holy cow, ca- you won't even notice, uh, you'll be like, wait, wait a second, wait, like, uh, is your seat tray down? Okay, that means I got to get to work, uh, but I didn't even notice it was seat tray time. Anyway, the podcast is kind of tra- here to fill a role like that, a little bit more personal, a little bit more friendly. Uh, I'm here to help because I've been there, whether it's uh, just the thoughts or, you know, at night. Uh, I'm here to help. Now, SpyCast doesn't work for everybody, especially the first time, so give it a few tries. See if it works for you. Uh, you know, see how it goes. Most listeners say it took two or three times, but I'm here to help. You know, I wish it worked for everybody. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you know, you could try. You could try. You let me know. I could say, well, these are some other things I tried. Uh, but... uh You know, I I hope it works for you. Uh, I work very hard, and I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thank you again for coming by. And here's a few ways we keep the show going. All right, everybody. It's time for, like, a trending style. Um, Ideally, I don't know how this episode is going to turn out. Maybe a guided meditation-style episode. I had this idea yesterday. And I'm also going to try to pitch, uh, I said, wait a second, has this been a 99 PI episode? So I will be, uh, trying to reach out over there uh, to see, or to see, Oh, there was an episode about this. Uh, well, this will be trending. It's going to be based on the right. The trends will be coming from the writer emergency pack. Uh, this, this will be The trends will be coming from the writer 411, but really another word, uh, uh, pack, uh, it's a writer help, helpfulness pack, helpful, help, helpful in a pinch uh, pack uh, by John August. I don't know, like, uh, I'm sure sure these are still available. John August, Craig Mazin, one of my favorite podcasts, the uh, Script Notes, it's just, actually it's called Script Notes. Uh, again, that was my fan podcast about Script Notes. It was called Scrib Notes. Notes I took uh, while listening to things interesting to screen, screen <laughs> Notes I can't read that are about the TV, about the podcast, Script Notes, which is a podcast about screenwriting and things interesting to screenwriters, which I would have known if I could read my notes from Script Notes. Uh, But this is a, uh, let's see, when your story gets stuck, Writer, uh, Super Helpfulness Pack has uh, tools, the tools you need, uh, fix plot holes, uh, spice up stock characters, rethink your themes. Writer, uh, Super Helpful Pack, it gives you the questions, that lead to great answers, and this is from WEP one. I know that uh, there are other editions that have come out. I, I like to give these out uh, sometimes uh, to people I know that are working on stuff. But I had bought them. I, I haven't bought like I had bought a bunch of them when it first uh, But anyway, you know I'm a huge Johnny Craig fan. They've done a lot uh, for me just by making their podcast and being the wonderful people they are. And, uh, I guess that leads into where, what, what, what we'll talk about tonight and we'll see where it goes is, uh, so let's see. I was sitting yesterday and sometimes I like to sit and listen to birds and watch birds. And also, if you listen to this podcast and you know me and I know you, maybe I know you, maybe I don't, uh, is, uh, that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not always easy being human. I guess that's one way I say it. And, and I just got, I got back from a conference where I was uh, kind of uh, stepping outside of my introversion. And, uh, you know, when you get back from those things, you can have a little bit of a rebound effect sometimes. And you say, hey, uh, like a little bit, of part of me is a little bit uh, nervous, we'll say. Like uh, it, it's uh, extra sensitive to being human. Uh, But as I've uh, discovered, like, so let's see. So a lot of times we need a place to go. At bedtime, ideally, this podcast is a good place to go. And sometimes during the daytime for me, just sitting there and listening, actually, I like listening to all sounds, the train, uh, transit, traffic, even planes, uh, uh, swishing, whatever it is, a lot of times that can help me, ground me in the moment. But sometimes it just grounds me in the moment. I still have my thoughts that may come up also at bedtime, and you know, as I've tried to grow and adjust and really slowly uh, 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 do, you do grapple with things, I have developed some sort of toolkit. But it's not the kind of toolkit you would sh- like. Not the kind of toolkit you'd say you'd show up and you'd say, "Well, this is a journey journey person's toolkit for dealing with stuff." And you would say, well, this is the experts, you know, the top the top dogs your toolkit for dealing with stuff. you say, well, I'm not sure if you're quite ready for apprenticeship even with this toolkit. Uh, but there are tools in my toolkit. It says, well, this is a workable, this is a toolkit. They would say this at this point. And it took me quite a few decades to even realize I needed tools. Uh, they said, I thought you just winged this thing and it would just happen for other people, but not for me. Uh but you know, I'm still working on tools because I say, well, I really want to uh, live more fully in this world and be more fully a part of this human com- c- c- humanity, uh, human community of uh, human humanity, and you know, of all beings. And I guess that's a dream of mine to say, hey, well, I want to feel, uh, you know, safe and connected. I guess would be two of the things I'm searching for. You know, flourish and fulfilled one day, maybe. And making the podcast kind of provides those things. And I guess part of me kind of defaults, well, well, why is it like uh, to all or nothing type mindsets? Uh, So uh, I guess that's a setup for saying I was sitting there yesterday listening to the birds. And then, now this won't be about this, but then it came into my head. uh, The idea from the They Might Be Giants song. Build a little birdhouse in your soul, you know, not to put, not to put too fine a pine on it. Uh, because this isn't about the song, but it is about, and plus that would be super uh, earwormy, which I, tried, which I already probably did. Yeah, so thank you, they might be giants. But uh, so what was my point? That I'm trying to avoid getting the song. And you could look up the song during the day. Very, very catchy. Uh, introduced to me by my brother Carl. Yeah, but what was my point? So I was thinking about that idea. Build a birdhouse in your soul as I listened to these birds. And I said, well, you know, that might be a powerful word for some people. So you might use core or, you know, the essence uh, or just your insides, your gut, your heart. Uh, build a little birdhouse there. And I just thought that was a nice image. And I said, wait a second, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. In some sense, they got all these birds flying around, right? My brain is like uh, that movie a, a bit, uh, but I'm the only human character. They said, hey, yo, Albert, uh, how did I get cast in this? Uh, I thought there was supposed to be a bunch of other people were working together. And he said, nah, this is two. This is the birds, two uh, scoot story. And he said, also, I noticed that the birds all seem to be, you know, flocking and flying. You know, the flocks seem to be originating from my uh, brain or something. And then they go out my ears. And then they're all flying around and stuff. Uh, and he said, action. I said, action. And he said, that's all there is. I said, I need a break from the action. That's what I'm looking for. And then I guess it was a dream like because he tipped his cap to me. And he said, build a little birdhouse in your soul. And I said, well, uh, are you going to instruct me to do that? But of course he didn't. So this just happened to be near the bay, uh, Tamales Bay or wherever they shot the movie, parts of it. And so I started to walk. I was looking at the water. It was a pristine uh, mirror-like uh, water, and it, it started, I was trying to find a good descriptive word to describe the water, but the word that hit me was like low-slung, and I said, that water looks low-slung, and someone in a cabin right up against the shore you know, scoffed at my description of water as low-slung, and uh, she 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 nodded to me as she scoffed and said, Might, m- m- maybe call it low tide. And I said, low tide doesn't really have a feel like uh, this water. It-, it just came into my head, ma'am. Uh, and she said, my mother was ma'am. I'm Sandy. And I said, well, you b- better brush yourself off then. Uh, and she, she scoffed once again. And I said, scoff once, scoff me once, uh, hey, you you maybe just met me, scoff me twice, you really probably already know me. And she said, it's a pleasure. And I said, "Before anyway, before you, you, Sandy, interrupted me, I was contemplating this low slung water, not a physical descriptor. Though it also it does feel that way, and I'm observing it through my eyes, even though it's also, I think, being projected into my mind. And then she didn't scoff; she kind of made a, uh, like a, a sound that's not a scoff or a sigh, uh, which says, "What am I going to do with this person, or uh, handle the situation?" But in a positive, neutral way. And I said that sounded like a positive, neutral way. I said, "Are you interested in helping me, Sandy?" And she said, "You're lucky you met me. Uh, you just uh, walked into this uh, uh, by pure luck." And I said, "What is it?" She said, "I'm on my way out." Uh, she said, "I could have." She goes, "I could have helped you if you'd been earlier." But now I'm heading off. I got to head off to, to, to get some supplies and things. And I said, well, that's that's actually lucky because I don't even, I said, to be honest, I don't even know how I got here. I thought I was in a dream. And I said, is it Alfred or Albert? Uh, and she said, Sandy, actually. And I said, never mind, Uh And she said, just stay here and enjoy the low, salong water. Uh, You're on your own for now. And so I said, okay. And I walked closer to the water. And I started to smell those muddy smells uh, when you're at a a kind of a bay instead of a beach, uh, when the water kind of seems like it spends more time at the shore. I never, I guess I never thought about this till now, but where there's a loamy mud. Uh, at the edge of the water instead of a, I said, how how does that work? Is that because of the salt or, uh, you know, because the tides is still going in and out. Obviously maybe it is a lower tide feels low slung though, even though Sandy can't hear me between you and me feels low slung. This water, uh, and I, I kind of touched it at my two fingertips, my thumb and the tip of my finger down to the loamy soil. And then actually Sandy was still listening. She says, not soil, it's mud. Uh, and I said, are you sure it's not a riparian, uh, you know, uh, so she, she said, there's nothing repair." And I said, okay, don't, please don't quibble with me, Sandy. And I said, as luck would have it, I'm going to get in your car without you inviting me. And I ran after her and I jumped in the back of Sandy's car. And I said, I got really lucky that it takes you, you're too busy busybodying me to uh, hit the road. And she said, I get, I'm getting on the road. And I said, it's a pleasure to uh, really meet you, Sandy. I said, I think I'm here to do something. And she said, What, well, you know, I said, this is just like every character. She said, Test my nerves. I said, No. I said, Revel in your wisdom. And she said, Typically, wisdom is not reveled in. And I said, Well, give it, give me a try, Sandy. Lay it on me. What are you going to get supplies for? And she said, Birdhouses. And I said, okay, okay, I said, all right, uh, what are you doing, making birdhouses for? She said, I'm making birdhouses because that's what I like to do is uh, build birdhouses. And I said, is it ever a bird home? And she chuckled. I, I, she, she she chuckled like she had never heard that. And I, I thought to myself that uh, yeah, the joke must be told thousands and thousands of times every single day. And I said, do your birdhouses have doormats on them? And she said, no, they have perches. And I said, well, have you ever thought about putting a doormat on a perch? And she said, uh, and I said, there you go. Maybe that's why I'm here, Sandy. I said, what kind of wise, wise, wise person would, of course, put a perch out there for the birds to land on? And she said, Well, I said, do the birds ever would a bird land on a platform as much as a perch? And she said, They seem to prefer perches. And I said, I said, You know what just popped in my head, Sandy? Inches and inches of inches. And she chuckled again. I mean, more baffled than, uh, you know, at the actual humor, which was, you know, probably lacking because it was just my brain said inches and inches of inches. And she said, "Well, what should we do with that?" And I said, "Well, if you had a bird you know if you had a pet shop that only sold birds, I guess that would be a bird shop uh but I wouldn't shop at a bird shop even if it was just for pets uh she said, Why I said, I don't know common sense. I said, What are you selling birds here? It's not there's not that's not okay and she said I, you know she goes, You're starting to grow on me." And I said, let me revel in your wisdom, Sandy. Oh, so wise. And she said, thank you, thank you. Uh, She goes, I was joking, though. And I said, okay. I said, well, tell me about the elements of a birdhouse. And she said, well, first you got your roof, uh, you got your perch or your, your entryway. You got your, uh, she goes, these are all optional. You wouldn't believe it, but everything in a birdhouse, nearly everything is optional. And I said, even the birds, huh? And she said, well, you know, ideally no, but she said, yes, yes, uh, we can't build the birds yet. And I said, do you remember that movie with the the Titans? There was the the clockwork bird, forget its name now. And she said, I believe it was an owl. And she was taking kind of picture it and hear it. And I said, yeah, I can hear it too. Really pleasing noises it made, whirring and warbling. And she said, yeah, it did warble. And it's a mechanical warble that was comforting. And then she said, are you going to rhyme a word with warble? And I said, I don't know. I was thinking a, a, a marble, tarble, which isn't a word. And she goes, Your rhyming's terrible. And I, you know, then I said, I may have met my match. Uh, And I said, Sandy, I want to learn more about how you build birdhouses. And I interrupted you. And she said, Well, you got the perch, you got the roof, you got the floor, you got the walls, and you got the inside. And she goes, Have you ever seen the inside of a birdhouse? And, you know, I said, yeah, he said an actual birdhouse. I said, actually, I don't think I have. A dar-, dar Darble, uh, Farble, and she said, okay. Well, she goes, but so you haven't seen the inside of a birdhouse. And I said, yeah, I can't picture what it would look like. And she said, good, because you're not a bird. And I said, well, what's in the inside of a birdhouse? And she said, well, whatever you put in there. Uh, then I started to think how lacking my birdhouse knowledge was, and we pulled into a local uh, hardware shop. And you know, right when we pulled in, you know, Sandy did some waving and some talking. Somebody called, you know, to called her the bird. You know, bird is the word. Someone said, and then someone said, you know, something bird, 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 bird is the word. Bird brain was used, and then I scowled at that person, and they were taken aback. uh, And Sandy elbowed me, and we went into the shop. And she said, "Uh, "How you doing, Jerome? How you doing today?" And you know, Jerome said, "You know, some days, some days you're the you know bird, and some days you're the uh, newspaper." And she said, you know, yeah, it's where we gotta keep it to buy you know, that's where you're. and she I said, Okay, let's keep to the uh, birdhouses, Sandy. And she said, Well where do we start? And I said, uh, well I guess we'd start with the foundation. And she said, Okay, what's the foundation of a birdhouse? And I said L O V E and then she said N O and I said, Is it the pole that the birdhouse I go no not all birdhouses sit on poles uh and he said the floor or the walls uh And she said keep going and I said Well would there be a, a foundation of a birdhouse if it's not love uh appreciation And she said you see anybody you you everybody and I said Oh yeah I said you can buy appreciation but uh It's just, you know, vapid. uh, So, you know, she said, focus on the birdhouse. And I said, Sandy, I tell you what I'd like to do before we keep looking. And I'm also buying myself time to figure out the answer to your puzzle. I'd like you to help me build a birdhouse in my soul or, you know, whatever equivalent you're comfortable with. uh, A safe place within inside me, Sandy, that I could go to. So ideally I'd need to know whatever what's inside a birdhouse because then that would help me formulate what, what, how. And she said, okay, one step at a time. And I said, okay. So, okay." And she said, well, what's the foundation of a birdhouse? And I said, well, if it's right, I guess it depends where it is. Uh, and she said, okay, okay. Where should we start? Where would you start? And I said, with a roof, uh. Because I just saw it rain, and she said, "Okay." W- w- and then, where should we go next? And I said, "The walls probably, in the sides, because it's kind of." I said, "The square parts." Uh, you see, we get the triangles and then the square parts, or the w- or maybe there's no triangles, uh, and the bo- then the bottom part, uh, the perches. Uh, and she said, "Okay, well, where would we start with those?" And I said, "Well, we should start in the roofing. Uh, roofing." And I said, well, "You know, then we went. and There's a bunch of shingles and things like that, tar. Uh, you know, stuff like that." And I said, she said, "You see any birdhouse roofs in here?" I said, "It's a roofs, roofs, right? Roofs and hooves." Uh, she goes. It was behoove you to, to not spend all day. And, and and she said, Well, well, okay, it's the wrong aisle. And she goes, What's what's the next aisle? And I said, Well, walling, you know, wall 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 aisle. And she just kind of looked at me, and she said, Picture. She goes, Start to deconstruct the birdhouse in your mind. And I said, That's the most profound thing I've ever heard. Can you say that again? And she said, she goes, why don't you restate it for me? And I said, I don't think it needs to be, I already forgot what you said. It deconstructed the birdhouse in my mind, I believe. And she goes, never mind. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want to do that now that I'm thinking about it. uh, she was taken apart, uh, the birdhouse piece by piece. Go ahead. And so I took off the roof, uh, Took a lot of, even though it was an imaginary, uh, it, in a dreamlike situation, and it was imaginary, it still took a lot of work. And she goes, "You shouldn't have used that glue; birds wouldn't like it anyway." And then I pried off the roof. It also, I, I didn't realize. I said, "Oh, it was Sandy. Look, there's a, a, a chimney on this one." And she said, "Well, she goes, I have my opinions about chimneys and birdhouses." And I said, Your face tells me everything I need to know, also your tone, Sandy, about it. No no need to elaborate. Though I personally think they're cute, also could serve as another perch. And she goes, Okay, let me let me elaborate then. She goes, Is this a show chimney or a real chimney? And I said, Well I think it would be a real chimney to get some airflow going. And she said, okay, great. Uh, She said, okay, now picture a bird perched, a bird that doesn't live in the birdhouse, perched on the chimney. And I said, okay. And she said, picture a bird family, or just one bird, cuddled up inside, warm with that airflow you're talking about, so nice in the birdhouse. And she said, and picture that other bird uh, up there uh, sitting on the chimney, and I said, oh, oh boy, he, she said, right, nature takes its course. And I said, oh, I said, okay, no, she, I go, what about a show chimney? And she said, show chimney. And I said, okay, well, I said, My, I said, I could, she goes, you could have that, okay? mean, she goes, uh, yeah, we could, show chimney. And she said, you know, I'm not trying to poo-poo on your." And I said, Sandy, you're so funny. Poo-poo on my show chimney. I'd rather you poo-poo on my show chimney than in my real chimney. Bird, I mean, birds, said, not you, Sandy, particularly. Uh, but what, what do you mean, Sandy? And she said, I, I, I like to keep it long-term in mind. So the more balanced we can, she goes, I make these birdhouses for the long haul. And, uh, so anything I can do to keep it balanced and keep the ceiling, you know, if, if it's going to have a roof, uh, and the roof's going to be watertight, I want it to stay watertight. So I just worry about the crevices, the wear and tear of a show chimney and that maybe it's just uh, taking the band. And I said, well, maybe you should take some more time to balance the house when you're building it, sand. And... <laughs> She said, okay, what, what aisle? And she goes, keep taking apart the birdhouse. And I said, well, now that the roof's off it, I could look right in there. And she said, what do you see? And I said, it's a little bit, I can't see in there because of the darkness. And she looked knowingly at me and I said, what? I said, are you the like the Dalai Lama or something in disguise? Uh, and she said, keep taking apart the birdhouse. Take so I took off the left and right walls, and then the back wall. And this one had a traditional hole in it with a perch. Uh, so I pulled out the perch, uh, which and I said, "Okay, we have gotta go to the dowel aisle, dowel aisle uh, for sure." And she like Sandy clapped me on the back like I did, like it just won a, a major award. And then I took off the front the front of the house, uh, and the bottom was a square piece of wood. And he said, it's, uh, he said we just got to go to the wood aisle. And she said, well, it's lumber, technically. Uh, and I said, what are we going to get, 20 board feet? Uh, what are these, uh, one by, two two by fours? And she said, uh, no. <laughs> and I said, Sand, oh, you're such a joker, Sand. And she said, "Don't call me Sandy." And we started. We went. Then I started to. She she went to the lumber section, and I went to the dowel section, and then I started playing around in the dowel section because it's a D O W E L out there. That's a dowel, which is a long cylinder of wood, which wasn't in the lumber section. Uh, and uh, each one has kind of like a spray painted color, depending on its like diameter. I don't know, circumference. Again, I wasn't paying a lot of attention because as soon as I got in that aisle and they had a lot of dowel, dowels, because this is like in uh, Marin County, very crafty community, Marin County. And so the need for a variety of dowels uh, for birdhouses, for tables, for miniature tables, and for people to screw around with, uh, so first, I first thing I grabbed was uh, like a doll Just about—is uh, it a circumference or diameter? Which one am I looking for? But uh, of your hand closed around with a small circle, like just like you're measuring pasta or spaghetti or whatever. And I just started to pretend I was in a marching band, and I started marching up and down the aisle. Like saying, 76 big dowels on a small parade, 76 dowels with old scoots. So then I did that, and then I pretended it was a, like a bow staff. I got a longer, bigger one, and I kind of played out a movie where I was talking to the other dowel, dowels, and you're trying to do, you know, fu movie, recreation of a kung fu movie, which I got to say, I had some decent moves. Yeah, then i moved into kind of like a tap dancing uh routine uh, i don't i was singing it had to be you though and i was trying to tap dance and kind of do a, like a little cabaret luckily i found myself in a section with empty small buckets so i did find a hat to, to you know also use uh and then i danced around a couple other aisles uh Luck was Marin County, so as opposed to other places you might be in an independent hardware store that I've performed in and been asked to leave. Most people looked at me with general, I don't know if they're bemused or amused. Uh, a couple of people were enthused. They said, get after it. Uh, and even when I was like, well, I guess I was saying it had to be you. And I respecting people's space, but, you know, singing directly to them. And also when you say wonderful, like you, like to a paint can and then to a person, it kind of diff- diffuses things in the right way where they feel special, but they feel like a part of something. So I was just doing that. Uh, then, you know, I we found some smaller dowels, and I was putting them behind my ears, pretending I was from another, you know, world. Uh, I tried putting uh, dowels in my armpits. That's when someone said, you just bought those dowels. I said, they, I said, you got, I got. It. They said you just bought those dowels, and I said, you, you, of course, of course. It just happens to be that the the, the dowels you put under your armpits. Uh, it, I was kind of pretending I was like, uh, I don't know what I was pretending, but it, it was interesting. One under each armpit. Those are the same size dowels you would use in a birdhouse. Per- perfect per- perching diameter, as the birds say. And they said, well, just for these birds, what about? And I said, okay, okay, sorry. Uh, they just the ones that fit under my armpits. And I said, don't worry, I'll, I'll sand the, my arm." I said, get a shirt on. And then Sandy found me. And I had a feeling Sandy was observing me for a long time. Uh, we headed out. I said, aren't we going to get any stain or paint or anything uh, Sandy said, "Don't worry." Uh, she goes, "You wouldn't want to uh, initially any paint or stain on your uh, birdhouse for your soul, would you?" And I said, well, I, "I didn't never have never thought about it." And see, as we headed out to the parking lot, Sandy turned to me and uh, said, "You know, I'm not supposed to tell you this, uh, but you know, you're not. This isn't a second part of an unre- This isn't like a, a second dream." Uh, unrelated to the first dream. And he said, I said, is that another Dalai Lama thing? Because I'm not picking up on it. Uh, that kind of seems more of a more obscure quote that I would need someone to interpret for me. And Sandy said, you're still in birds too, so you, you better get moving. And I, I, well, I, well, boy, what do you mean? And then I heard the squ- I heard calls, I heard squawks, I heard screeches, I, even sadly enough, and a tear was shed, I heard the sweet cooing of a of morning dove uh, and mourning doves. I heard honking of the geese uh, from the place known as Canada. I heard quacking. I heard, you know, like uh, other things, like peeping. I heard some peeping. I, I, that was around my ankles. Uh, did I say chirping? Because I definitely heard chirping. I heard th- more than three, you know. I heard uh, birds singing, three little birds outside. You know, I heard that sweet songs. Uh, I heard uh, melo- I heard melodious songs. I heard bird calls. Uh, it's gobble. Oh yeah, gobbling. All of these sounds. So, so I just started moving before, like all of it was in, like right, right, right by. And uh, like a, like some sort of, uh, what are they called? Like a critical mass of birds. Obviously a great variety. At least a massive, uh, like, a, at least a massive, um, on, uh, you know, oncoming sound of birds. Which just caused me to keep moving and keep moving. And so I ran and I said, well, I guess it probably... Uh, hopefully they all chase me and they leave Sandy alone. And then I said, "Albert, what did he, you know? Cut, cut, cut!" Uh, uh, but I couldn't hear anything over the uh, constant bird calling, so I just kept moving. And you know, Ray was running through trees. Then I was running across uh, like uh, trails, uh, coastal scrub. And I I even stopped to appreciate the coastal scrub. Then I heard more bird calling. They said I get to stay one, you know, one step uh, ahead of this uh, bird. You know, said, "Is this are are all birds running flocks?" Because I think I heard crows, and I know what they, you know, what kind of pack they run in. They said, "No offense, crows, but I couldn't tell your call from a raven's, you, you know." And so I knew that probably, and I said, I still know the difference between a raven and a crow, no matter how many times a listener tells me, yeah, yeah, you know, and then I just said, I said, Nevermore. more, I already har har, but I kept moving, I, I, I kept moving, I kept moving. And I said, I, you know, what I could use is actually a birdhouse. And almost on cue, like in these situations, I looked up and uh, there wasn't a birdhouse, but there was a treehouse up there in a tree above me. Eventually, when I got to a place with more trees uh, and I climbed the tree, it was uh, like like it wasn't an easy climb, but it wasn't too bad. And I got up there. And these were thick, thick, thick trunk and thick, thick branches, a crossing, a giant balanced nook, uh nice overhead shade. And I think it just bought me, like, because the tree was very shady, uh, I got it. And I said, this looks like a giant birdhouse. Uh, this is a treehouse that's a birdhouse. And I said, this is so like you, Albert. Uh, not re- really. And then he uh, like, didn't think two steps ahead. Uh, like with their familiarity with the big A-H. Uh, so I climbed up uh, uh, in a little, like I got on the perch, just like it was a, uh, I don't know, one of those bars you swing on if you're, uh, you're some sort of gymnast, which I did swing on, and managed to get up. Uh, and then I climbed in the hole, and this was news to me, and, and I guess I don't know if all birdhouses are designed this way, but not far, far down in the hole was a platform. They covered half of the floor in front of the hole. And I said, okay. And then I dropped it down. And then so it was like a, a first story or a second story and then the first story. And uh, I said, okay, this makes sense. Uh, but I said, the birds are going to find me sooner or later. I could hear them. I could hear this, the, the cooing of the Morning dove, which had changed uh, only for this part of the story, my perspective on the sweet, sweet sound of the morning dove. And I'm never more thankful for the annoying calling of those crows or ravens because it really is easy to hear. It almost like to tell the distance. And so then I kind of worked at uh, prying off uh, the, the platform. And trying to get it, like, uh, take it and uh, break it in half. uh, And then I covered the uh, entrance into the birdhouse. And I it kind of, it felt like I was doing this in miniature or something. Because it was like, uh, it got everything. I used the other, like, I broke the board in half that held the second story. Then I realized, oh, wait, I won't be able to get up to reach to cover the hole. So then I kind of wedged something against the floor and and then I had broken into three pieces and they said, oh, wait, the the dowel. And I reached out and pulled the dowel. So I used the dowel to kind of put a hammer and nails uh, to close the hole off. Eventually it was a lot of work, a lot of embarrassing fumbles because I had a piece of wood at an angle uh, and I kept trying to run up the wood and sliding back down uh, and then trying to hammer with the dowel and slide back down. And then I tried to cheer myself up with, a uh, uh, like a sh- did, did, did a show. Probably not the best time to do another dowel based performance. Uh, but I did, it for, I said, this one's for you owls. Uh, you'll get to see me perform with the dowel. But I knew the birds were looking for me. And so I got the whole cutoff, uh, and then I was there and it was, and then I just kind of curled up in a corner and you could hear the birds calling around me. And, uh, I was, was, was like, okay, this is a pretty secure birdhouse. Uh, and I felt some of them landing. And then the cause died down as I felt birds settling into this tree and they stopped calling it, but I could hear their, the, um, I don't know how you describe the sound of birds wings make, uh, it's not flapping when you're really close, maybe when you're at a distance. But the air passing through their feathers, uh, it's, uh, it's like a foof, foof, foof. But that's not what it sounds like at all. But there's ruffling. You can even hear the ruffling. But this is even a different sound. But it has a layer of ruffling in there. And I could also feel the weight of the birds on this tree. And occasionally, like, they would call and I would drift in and out of sleep or a morning dove would coo. And eventually I started to, like, like would go in and out of sleep. And I started to, uh, um, th- instead of, like, thinking, you know, that I'm on the run from a bunch of birds, I started to think about uh, sitting there by myself uh And I started to just think, you know, about the past and the future. And uh, also, I said, when did I sign up for this movie? When did I, I said, oh, is this just a dream I have to wait out? What is A.H.'s deal that he was like putting, like, uh I said, I thought they already made a Birds 2. Is this like Birds 3? And then, and then I said, "Is Jason Statham, whatever Jason Statham, going to show up?" I didn't even realize his name rhymed in that way. Is that alliteration? Jason Statham, whatever it is, I, didn't, I never. I'm sorry. I've appreciated your ability to to be an action star, and I think you put the stern and stern look in a good way. Uh, I think we we share that. Uh, how come you've made a great career out of uh, looking slightly perturbed, where, uh, for me, it causes my grief, but, uh, where was I? So well, I was there in a birdhouse and I don't even know what I was talking about because you know, I was thinking and, in thinking, and I realized that, uh, from the inside of the birdhouse, I was, uh, it was just me and... Uh, surrounded by the birds. And then I heard Sandy's voice. Uh, and at first I was hoping it would be like some sort of, you know, attempt to get me out of there. Sandy and Statham. Sandy Statham. There's here, There's Jason, you could take that for free. Name, if you have uh, a child, either way, Sandy's a great name. Sandy Statham. I think like... Uh, they could be they, their careers wide open cuz they could be good for sandy satham ceo sandy satham this is the sandy satham show uh sandy satham attorney at law so think about it a uh, starring sandy Satham. that one's a little bit hard sandy statham sells a standing so just at the seashore at the stand. St- st- stay fair I don't, I don't know sorry i get to get back to the story but sandy and jason well, jason wasn't even there but sandy said you got it all wrong 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 and then i don't know if there's a bird's calling and again i kind of was still uh you think this is the ego i was still kind of swept up in that uh and uh, it was going through it you know you've been there we don't need to elaborate uh but it was one of those ones that was like a physical, like, uh, emotional and, uh, you know, m- mind-based, uh, and I said, you got it all wrong. And I said, well, if, uh, Sandy and Statham can't help me, maybe John and Craig can. And then some part of me, an adjusted part of me that was not Sandy, but like the character Sandy was playing, uh, said, uh. Maybe John and Craig already helped you, Scoots. And I said, well, maybe help me with this podcast. But and then I said, okay, come." And I said, oh, wait a second. Who's, the, who's here to help me? I mean, John and Craig helped me. Maybe Sandy was kind of helping me in some indirect way. And then I said, maybe the birds are helping me. And I said, birds, are you here to help me? And then they just, you know, made a bunch of bird sounds, which I don't speak bird. I mean, I've pretended I speak bird, but I don't. Uh, and actually, it's like talking to birds uh, if for guidance is a bit like uh, texting or emailing. Really hard to tell their intentions or their tones. And that already gave me an answer because I kept saying, hey, birds, you would, are you out there waiting for me? They'd make the same noises. Uh, And if I listened, you know, when they would start warbling or talking to one another, I said, wait a second, this is just like getting an email. Hey, I just wanted to let you know. And I said, oh, boy, that sounds intense, you know. know." And I said, wait a second, maybe I'm listening to the birds the whole wrong way. And they tried to open the thing, but then they were like all flocking. They tried to open the door, and I said, "Well, maybe not. I'm not ready to go out there." And I said, "Wait a second. Why am I here anyway? What could be more cinematic?" Uh, and I said, well, then me getting out and then learning the birds were either there, like there was something beyond the birds, or that the birds were really, you know, laying in wait for me." And I said, those would be very cinematic, but I'm not here to make is a movie. Uh, I said, why am I here? And I said, well, now another layer would be to get it back at A.H. for casting me in this uh, film. And he said, by the way, I, it's not me that made And I said, whatever, uh, H Jr. Uh, and I said, so if I want to do something uncinematic, what's the least cinematic thing I could do? Why am I, and I said, to build a little birdhouse in my soul. And I said, what could I, what do I need now more than ever after these hours inside a giant birdhouse? And I said, definitely no chimney on this birdhouse in my soul. So I, sta- I got into a corner of the real birdhouse I pulled my knees up to my chest, and I hugged my knees in a loving, comforting way, and I dug my shoulder and my back into that corner, and I started to breathe. I started to feel the darkness as a blanket, a, a warm, comforting blanket, instead of a screen for my ego to project things onto to tell me, started to feel the comfort of uh, the space in the room around me, of the air. The, the airflow wasn't great, but I had kind of left a little hole. started to feel the swaying of the tree, the gentle racking, the ruffling and the rustling of the birds in the tree. I didn't even notice it, but every once in a while, one of the branches would brush against the treehouse and... I even let that comfort me there was a swaying in a place that i thought was my refuge from the birds uh, i started to feel the birds around me I, I think i could even sense the circulation and the heartbeats of birds But i mean i don't even know anything about the to be honest i said and i said of course birds have hearts i said big hearts right birds uh and they made the same bunches and noises, squawking. I think there was gandering going on. Now I always associated that, and maybe it was just that they were looking at me. They were looking through the walls of the birdhouse in on me. That they were taking a gander, but it also felt like it had a sound to it, in the peeping, and it, it, maybe even some sort of harumphing. I said, "What is? Is that one of those? Uh, is that the sound?" And I, I said, "Okay, well." The turkeys and I heard everything. But now, it washed over me. These sonic waves of the birds saying, "You're okay." Yeah, but because you know you're still kind of thinking about coming out here because yeah, it's a real world. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's a real world. It's not easy out there, and you never know what these flocks of birds uh, are out there for. And I, was there and I felt my legs uh, and my arms release. And my legs, uh, I think they were splayed, but whatever. They were out there in the room. Uh, and then I picked up the uh, the dowel and I put, put it out and, and, and I pulled the, the cover off of the birdhouse and I returned the dowel to its perch. Uh, and I sat outside, you know, I got in the circle part of the birdhouse and I put my legs out, cause, and I tested the dowel, and I said, well, it's not exactly the most sturdy dowel. And then, uh, I just sat there feeling again, this time in the in the light of uh, afternoon, filtering through the trees, filtering through the bird's wings. Uh, again, I felt this comfort there in the swaying, just this presence, uh, a multitude of of, of birds uh, there with their presence and their occasional noise. uh, And then I realized the layers of noise that sometimes I wasn't even tuned in, that there was always these sounds the birds were making. Only sometimes I was aware of it, or was I? It drawing me, calling me, calling me into that moment, uh, to the swaying now of the tree or... Now the sunlight touched me, or was that the breeze on my cheek, on my knee? Yeah, there I was with all these birds in this tree. And I said, You know what birds this is? And then a bird landed. It was a finch. It was inches and inches of finches. Uh, it was one finch, though. Uh, but uh, I think it was a finch. My size uh, finch looked right at me. Looked again. And I said, Well, maybe it wasn't looking at me at all because its head kind of seemed to move around uh, in a strangely mechanical but natural fa- fashion. And I said, Holy cow, I thought I was going to build a birdhouse in my soul. Then I thought I was in a, a friggin' movie. Then I thought I was just going to a store with Sandy and that she was going to teach me how to build a birdhouse in my soul. And then I was going to try to get, and then Sandy just yelled at. She said, you got to build your own? And I said, exactly. But you birds had to teach me, uh, how to do it. And in, in a way I didn't expect, uh, in a way that says, Hey, this birdhouse is always here. Uh, all of these elements are part of a birdhouse, uh, and the finch looked at me, this time in a knowing way, because we made super eye contact. Uh, also, beak contact, because I hadn't really, I wouldn't, I, or, yeah, like I was staring at its beak, even in its nostrils, watching. It. I was just looking at the complexity of the beak and, and the way it reflected the sun, was the matte and the shininess of it, the lines even this beak was the birdhouse in my soul, uh, that uh, I was surrounded by the birdhouse. And I said, that's weird, because I thought it was a place to go within me, uh, a place to build, that I had to build a birdhouse in my soul. And Sandy said, nope, bird home, bird brain. Uh And she said, You got And she said, There's one thing you got. And I climbed down eventually because she said, Okay, this is the moment uh, where Sandy brings it all back and gives me the last piece of wisdom for me to revel in. Luckily, I had taken the doll with me from the birdhouse treehouse. uh, And I hid it in my my belt. uh, And Sandy said, Yeah, you got to. uh, Welcome the birds into the birdhouse. She goes, the birdhouse is both places, but you have to welcome the birds in. And I said, you mean into all of them into that birdhouse? And she said, no, no, a couple of them already moved in there. She said, your birdhouse has to be welcoming, welcoming, to you. And they're well. And I said, okay, I think. So, she said, you're still learning. You don't just build a birdhouse in your soul. And she goes, that's a song. And so she goes, there's a message in there too, probably. But she goes, uh, you're always building a bird home in your soul. But remember that it's this two-way thing, this two-world thing. It's a process. She goes, sometimes she goes, the insides have to be changed. She goes, maybe she goes, you know how I learned about that chimney, the hard way. And I said, thanks, Sandy. And then I did a performance for Sandy with a doll, uh, you know, about building a birdhouse in my soul and, uh, pointing at all the birds, kind of like a Dr. Doolittle, uh, music man type thing. But, you know, eventually I left and I went back to my life, uh, also, also some point, uh, uh someone yelled cut, uh. So, this could be out in some strange avant garde version of Birds 2. But, you know, I got home eventually and I was home and it was quiet again. And I was listening. But I was listening with, I guess I have two ears. uh, But sometimes maybe I, you know, they talk about a third eye. Maybe I need a third and fourth and fifth ear to listen in both directions. And, to be building a birdhouse, a bird home in my soul, in my core, in my center. Uh and I said, whoa, this is, and I said, I wish I had those other quotes that Sandy uh had given me. But it's there. And uh, you know, most of the time I realize I'm just looking in the wrong places, uh. But uh I'm glad you're here to take this ju- I wouldn't take this journey if it wasn't for you listening to it. Uh, so thank you. And thanks to Sandy, John, and Craig. You know, AH, of course, uh, and uh, everyone else. Uh, thanks and good night.